0: Hi, everyone. Today, I have the privilege of chatting with the number one New York Times bestselling author, Robert Krace. He is known primarily for his novels featuring Elvis Cole and Joe Pike. And his latest, featuring this dynamic duo, A Dangerous Man, comes out on August 6th. Bob, how are things going today?
1: It's going great, Jeff. It's uh, good to be with you. Thank
0: you. Well, thanks for doing this. Um, I understand uh, you were uh, named a grandmaster by the Mystery Hires of America. I'm wondering, does that recognition come with magical powers? (laughs) No. It comes with a with a with a Merlin cape, uh, actually. I, uh,
1: listen, I, uh, I I mean I, I I'm still I, I hear you say that I'm still sort of dumbstruck by it. Um, you know, it's 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 certainly an honor that uh, I never thought would come my way. Uh, but man, talk about a great surprise! Um, I, I love it. I I wish it did come with magical powers and uh, you know and, a, and an infinite stipend, but uh, no, I still got to keep punching keys and earn a living. Oh, I got gotcha.
0: you. Well, let's talk about uh, your new novel, A Dangerous Man. Uh, could you tell your tell our listeners sort of like what it's about?
1: Oh, uh, well, it's the eighteenth um, book in the Elvis Cole Joe Pike series. Um, I'm even loath to use that term series, because that, that implies that there's some sort of linearity to, to the thing, like book one, book two, book three, and I don't really think of them that way. I think of them as all freestanding books, but it's the 18th one, and uh, uh, in it, Joe is, uh, Joe Pike's primarily uh, on stage. You know, sometimes I do that. I, uh, they're mostly from Elvis Cole's point of view, uh, but every once in a while i put uh... joe front and center and that's what i did in in a dangerous man um, it's uh... I, I think you know joe if you've read the books uh... is a is a is a very mission-oriented uh... internal uh... man who has certain certain gaps in his life that uh... uh are holes would say and then that that i think he wants filled uh, he's made life choices that that eliminates certain things, like a long-term relationship and, and, and whatnot. Uh, but in, the, in A Dangerous Man, he just happens to see an attempted kidnapping one day. Uh, nothing he set out to do, wasn't working a case, nothing. Like anyone else, he went to the bank. And uh, as he returned to his vehicle, uh, he happens to see two men abduct a, a young woman, a bank teller who, who just helped him when he was in, in the bank. And Joe, being Joe, being being someone who was uh, once a, uh, an LAPD officer, uh, once a combat marine, and then uh, for many years he was uh, uh, a private military contractor, uh, <laughs> you know, also known as mercenary, and all around badass. Uh, Joe intercedes and saves her, and that should be it, right? I mean, he saves her, the bad guys go to go to jail, um, she's safe, and the story. Only it's not. A few days later, uh, both those men are murdered, and someone kidnaps her again, or at least she goes missing and Joe, who now feels responsible for her and concerned about her, sets about in his uh single minded uh, uh way uh trying to find out find her and find out what happened.
0: Well, what I love about the title it could refer to several different people in the book, yes and I so I just want to say I absolutely love that. And I love how you fill sort of those gaps you mentioned about Pike in this book, like little bits here and there when they're when the villains are learning more about him, let's say. <laughs> well, um,
1: right. Yeah. You know, Pike is always Pike's the enigmatic character of of between Elvis and Joe, you know. Elvis is uh mostly the narrator and and he's very verbal. Uh, he's a funny guy he's, 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 he's a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve uh, Joe as I said earlier he's like internal Joe keeps all that walled off uh, most, most of you know what we see when we see Joe from the outside is this sort of Gollum like uh, closed dark man uh, no expression on his face never laughs, never smiles Uh, everything's on the inside Uh, he's quite a fearsome kind of guy but obviously you know that's that's not what he's like when you're in Joe I mean Joe is is a man like anyone else and he he feels things he has a life Uh, and that's what I liked about this book that we get behind his sunglasses and into the real Joe
0: well and he's also a babe magnet (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah
1: Uh, and the body count mounts. I like this about that
0: book too. Yeah. Yes. Now, um, well, speaking of um, Babe Magnets, uh, the complete opposite. Uh, let's ask. I have a question about John Chen. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, would his life truly be better with a Tesla?
1: Well, John thinks it would be. <laughs> you know, he he for for a long time he thought his life would be a lot better if he had a Porsche. And when he got the Porsche, that didn't quite measure up. So. <laughs> There's got to be something, right? A Tesla. <laughs> John, John is John. I love John. John I is. Do. Uh, I, I get an enormous amount of uh, mail from readers about John. Uh, John is. John is a, a, a is a forensics expert. A crime is a crime scene guy for uh, the LAPD Scientific Investigations Division, and he's uh, uh, kind of a you know. Brainiac, nerdy kind of young man who never quite gets the girl, even though he desperately, desperately wants the girl. Actually, John wants any girl, anything female. John wants, uh, and and I, the, the mail I get from readers is hilarious because they're rooting for John so hard. You know, I get letters begging begging me, please, let John find someone. Let him have a date at least. Uh, But part of the fun is that John really doesn't ever quite get what he
0: wants. Uh, That's true, and uh, I just have a gut feeling you're going to end up putting him on a date with his boss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, Uh, I'm not going to say any spoilers here.
0: Okay, I I figured you're not, so I I was just throwing that out there. Um, How do you balance that line between the crime elements and the humor? Well, you know, I don't.
1: Uh, I, I I get your question, but I really don't. Uh, I really don't see a line because uh, because see in, in 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 real life in my real life, um, I I guess I'm I'm uh, and, I, and, I, and I, this is not you to me. I, I think I think most people you know have senses of humor. Most people. They joke with their friends and their spouses, and they you know do wisecracks and, uh, and 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 they they you know most of us have that humorous side to ourselves. So when I'm writing the book uh, or any of my books, <coughs> the, depending upon the the, the the subject matter, and subject matter is very very important because there's some things you can you can have a character joke about our joke in the midst of, and other things you cannot. But um, I I find, for example, I I can have Elvis do funny wisecracks. I can have John Chen be the comic relief because, A, if I were the reader, that's what I would want to read. Uh, But also because it seems like, to me, the natural order of life I I don't think for example uh if we were to eliminate the humor in the books well okay then you've got this grim gritty book and I know there are books like that I know there are people who like to read books like that but I'm not one of them mm-hmm. I I I I like the leavening I like the fact that I can have you laughing on on one page or in one chapter uh and hopefully uh have you have you nodded with tension in, in the next, because I, to me, those things go naturally together.
0: I, I like that answer. That's that's good. And uh, for me, I enjoy that aspect of your novels as well, because I know I'm not going to feel like I need to take a shower afterwards. <laughs>
1: good. Okay, that, that's the blurb on my next book, Jeff. You,
0: know,
1: <laughs> you can read this. You won't have to shower after reading this book.
0: <laughs> Jeff Ayer. Oh. Thanks. Well, There went my review. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I'm curious, um, which came first when you started Monkey's Raincoat, which was the very first one? Was it Pike or was it Cole that came first?
1: Uh, Elvis Cole. Elvis Cole uh, was, was the character that I created first. Uh, his name wasn't Elvis then, by the way. I mean, one—I had many names for him because I was trying to figure out the right name. At one time, uh, you know, his name was Steve. I mean, so I—I—I was—I uh, spent a lot of time um, figuring out who Elvis was and why I wanted him to be the the way he is. But he came first, and and as he developed, uh, I knew I wanted to do a buddy book. Know partners, uh, and as he he developed, uh, little by little, Pike came to me, and and he came to me uh, actually much more easily because you know one of one of the tasks I set for them for myself is that I wanted them to simply be opposites. So you know that's kind of easy. If Elvis is is verbal and funny, Pike is nonverbal and not. You know so so. The more I had about Elvis, the more I had about Pike, uh, and it wasn't until later down the road in character development that I started seeing and realizing the true weight and depth of of, of Joe Pike's character. You know, the, the because it do, you know it dawned on me that the the old cliché "still waters run deep." Um, I wanted there to be depth to both characters. I'm a big believer in. What you see isn't necessarily what you get, uh, and mm-hmm. and the part that you don't get, the part that you don't see at first blush, is what makes it uh, uh, interesting and, and 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 delicious and possibly wonderful. And and so that's what I was striving for.
0: Well, I've asked you this question before, and I just love talking to you about this. What would it take for them to not trust each other?
1: Well. Uh, well, I have to write a science fiction novel. Uh, I I I I don't uh, I don't know. In the way I think of them I the way they, they exist in my headspace, I I don't see that ever happening. I mean sure I could sip yeah. all ideas about well here's how it would happen, but it goes against the nature of the very fabric of each of the characters uh you know you could posit misunderstandings and you can you can posit uh you know secrets so deep no other man shall know and and and, and but to me it it almost starts to feel outlandish i mean these guys are blood yeah. brothers yeah no, i completely brothers. agree with you yeah yeah i mean they they you know they 've each saved the other's life so many times they've, they each on a very inner level and this goes back to probably when they first met and resonated with each other <clears throat> in different ways they 've experienced um, the same things hard things so that they know they, they know and trust each other's responses
0: and and that yields this trust that they have
1: yeah, no, no I I, com-
0: I completely agree with you. And I was going to say, you know, then you begin the Three's Company territory, and you, that's the last thing you want to see in one of your books. Um, you started working in television before you went into novels. Yeah. Um, so you had a successful career in television. What made you take that leap? Well,
1: uh, a couple of things. First, you know, novels was all, always my dream. I mean, first, my dream was I just wanted to be a writer and write everything, uh, and and that truly was my dream. I, I wasn't super focused on, well, I'm going to be <clears throat> a crime novelist, or I'm going to be a movie writer, or a poet, or or w- 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 whatever. Uh, you know, back in the in the beginning, uh, before I would ever sold a word of, of anything. I just had this fantasy of of telling stories, and I loved all the mediums. I mean, I I I I was a huge comic book fan. I read comic books. I read, uh, you know, all all manner of fiction uh, from from crime novels through science fiction, fantasy. I read western novels. Uh, I loved television. I loved film. Uh, I grew up on the backside of a of a a drive-in. Movie theater in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and literally grew up uh, listening to the to the you know, soundtracks of the worst movies in the world every every night of my life, uh, early life. So <clears throat> I just wanted to tell stories, and as I uh, grew older and my tastes and tastes began to refine, uh, first my first goal was. Uh, uh, writing short stories and, and mercifully selling a few. Uh, but, you know, that's prose. And because I was such a fan of novelists, I, I knew I wanted to one day write my own novels, create my own characters. But the, the task uh, of writing an actual novel, I mean, I mean, think of it, that's a lot of pages, man. I mean, I was writing 20-page short stories and in the thought of, writing a four or five hundred manuscript page novel is just more than I could get my brain around I also wanted to make a living at writing and you know I had sold short stories for oil you know this one you get fifty bucks for this one it has a big payday I got 125 hundred and twenty five for this one uh, it's tough to make a living so uh, I thought I could venture west uh, from Louisiana which is where I grew up and 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 hopefully I Maybe just maybe get involved in TV, and, and lo and behold, that happened. Um, and, and I wrote television almost exclusively for uh, about ten years, and loved it. Uh, I think of my TV years actually now as, as my writing school. Uh, the uh, you know because I worked on some good shows that that was uh, a fortunate break for me. I worked with some enormously talented writers and producers and actors and and the lessons that I learned over the course of that part of my career uh, was directly applicable to the stories I tell through my books. Uh, But but even though I was enjoying TV and even though I had a a, a successful and even growing uh, television career, I still wanted to write books. Uh, so I finally reached the point where <coughs> I uh, I said you know I, I gotta I gotta stop the TV stuff for a while and 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 give it a shot. So that's what I did, and it, it wasn't like overnight success. Um, yeah, I was a, I was a, a well-regarded um, television writer. I could I could write you know write a sixty-page one-hour episode like Gangbusters. But I wrote two manuscripts before The Monkey's Raincoat. Monkey's Raincoat was my first published uh, manuscript. I wrote two manuscripts before that, which were terrible. But in retrospect, I know that that was me teaching myself or learning how to write a novel as opposed to how to write the things I had been writing. And they were necessary. Uh, and, and, then, and then that led to The Monkey's Raincoat. And here we are 22 books later
0: amazing um so with with the shows you worked on like kegney and lacey miami vice what is it with this whole reboot nostalgia stuff well
1: i i think the the answer to that is 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 the exact same answer as uh to almost any question you ask of hollywood uh money meaning I, it's a business decision on their part. Uh, one I don't like, but but nevertheless, I think it's <laughs> the studios, and they have ample evidence for this to, to back up their position. But when it comes to um, selling a uh, a film to the public, they they look at the situation and they believe we that they can uh, have an easier time of it selling. Something the public is already familiar with, uh, and, and familiar with in a fond, you know, uh, uh, fond way. So they refer back to popular television shows and whatnot, and, and develop it as a movie. I don't think it has anything to do with creative reasons. I think it's one hundred percent what I just said. It's you know, they they see it as an easier path toward a profitable box office.
0: Is that why then you have not? Uh... Given up the rights, I guess, for Elvis and Joe yeah, for no, the screen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I
1: won't. I, I won't sell the film rights to Elvis and Joe. <coughs> um, at least I certainly haven't. I haven't yet, and, and I don't see the day coming when I do. Uh, they say never say never, but I've been saying I've been saying never for you know, since Elvis was born, uh, nineteen eighty-seven. So it's been a while. Um, I, I, no, the reason I don't I don't sell the film rights. Uh, is that I don't think I would enjoy the process. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, I don't think there's any right and wrong here for for, for what I know. Most writers sell from writes their books, and you know, great, good for them. And I hope uh, they enjoy it. I, by the way, I in addition to the Elvis Cole books, I write standalone novels. I've written four standalone novels, meaning they're not part of Elvis Cole's universe. Uh, and one was uh, and made been, to a movie. I've happily sold the film rights to those books. Right. So, but but with Elvis and Joe, who I feel like they're my guys and they're sort of represent my life's work, <coughs> I, I, I I've resisted selling the film rights just because uh, I I know what's involved. I know the odds um, of 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 a successful outcome. Uh, and, and those odds are really narrow, slim. I mean, yeah, you can point, you can point to, you know, the certain the successes we've seen. Yeah, isn't that great? You know, uh, uh, Lee Child's Jack Reacher movie, the first one with Tom Cruise, huge success. Uh, I believe smart move by Lee to 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 sell with Tom Cruise. I know what fans think, but it was a smart move. I mean, history predicts that. Uh, Mike Conley's Bosch on Amazon TV, great uh-huh. success. Um, those are wonderful things, but the odds that that any given book uh, sold into the Hollywood machine is going is to result in that kind of stuff are really, really tiny. <coughs> Pardon me. Really, really small. But the process is what um, I don't think I would enjoy. I, I don't want to uh, write movies. I don't want to find myself in a room where other people are telling me, you know, what would be better for Elvis and Joe in that context. I just don't think I would enjoy it, so I
0: don't do it. Pike needs a daughter. There you go. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, um, I was going to say, Lee Child just recently sold the Reacher rights to Amazon, so it looks like they're going to be producing... uh, future TV show there as well
1: Uh, I I heard something but I don't know the details I hope it's terrific you know as soon as it airs I'll be uh, among the first army that uh, (coughs) first wave of of, uh, Reacher creatures
0: who watch it (laughs) what do you do about the age of your characters Um, you know Spencer you know was the veteran of the Korean War and he was still boxing he would have been in his 90s what do you do about that
1: well, I've solved that problem by ignoring it. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I mean, right? I mean, you just said that Spencer was in the '90s, still boxing, or whatever it was. Um, listen, I, uh, uh, I, I in, in one way, I time locked my guys by saying they were they were in Vietnam. But I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to end up writing a a, a cartoon and no, I don't want to write the aging process. I I like, one of the things I enjoy is the physicality of my guys. Uh, You know, the the fact that that Joe is a physical badass. I mean, uh, Joe's, Joe's is, you know, his capacity for physical violence and Elvis's too is, is great fun to write and I know readers enjoy it too. But, I don't want to make a joke of it, where here's like you know he's a geriatric badass, or I also don't want to do a flip side where uh, you know here he is or Elvis too. Here they are dealing with creaky knees and stenosis of the spine and and all these things that 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 plague real live human beings. Um, that isn't just, that just simply isn't something I'm interested in, in writing for these two characters. So what I've done is just sort of um uh, ignore it i uh you know my guys are kind of locked into a you know early 40 something time lock uh the way i like to say it is when i started writing these books they were they were a little bit older than me now they're a lot younger than me <laughs> and and that's the way it's going to stay so uh you know some readers may find that unfair all I can say is too bad. I mean <laughs> You know, I I I have fun writing these things and uh uh so so you know, they're just sort of Elvis Cole is Elvis Cole and Joe Pike is Joe Pike and that's the way they're gonna stay.
0: Well one of the trends in publishing lately is a little bit disturbing in my opinion, is that um Authors, when they no longer are writing, they're still writing, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I know what you mean, yeah. Um, Do you see, I guess my question is, do you see in your mind the last Joe Pike and Elvis Cole novel? And will you please not let them do that to you? (laughs) Um,
1: I don't see the last one. I see... uh... I, I you know look i'll keep writing these things as long as they're fun to write, <clears throat> and to date they are uh i don't
0: well it shows I don't
1: see other people ever ever writing um you know i figure it'll it'll end when when i end i don't uh on the other hand, you know i mean look honestly um, when when you get <laughs> When you, if you feel yourself getting to that point, this is a hypothetical situation now, uh, where I guess if you're older and you know your clock's winding down, and you know you have, uh, you know, kids, grandkids, whatever, uh, maybe maybe you look at them and say, hey, listen, when I finally kick, if you can squeeze out two extra cents, you go for it, and then they do what they do. Uh, but i'm not even close to thinking about that stuff yet so i don't uh it, i just you know, right now in in my head i don't i don't see i don't see that ever happening
0: okay well and it the love of your writing shows
1: in your books so, so i love it i mean i i'm yeah. glad to hear you say that i hope it does uh i do this stuff because i i love it i love these characters and, uh, uh, i give it everything i have i leave it all on the field every every time up
0: in your writing process, um, do you still do the note card and the Bolton board method, or are you using oh, yeah. software like Scrivener now? No, no, no. I, uh, I I'm a big believer
1: in outlining. Uh, in fact, for me, it's necessary. I, uh, I, I have to figure out things before I actually start writing the narrative. So I, uh, I mean, not everything, not a hundred percent, but at least eighty percent. Uh, and, and part of how I do that is, is by writing uh, scenes on note cards and tacking them up on boards in my office until, uh, until I've got this kind of looping, arcing story. I know, the, I know the, how it begins. <coughs> I know pretty much uh, everything that happens in the middle. And I know how it ends. I, I, again, I may be missing a few steps along the way. But when I have the beginning, middle, and end, um, only then do I
0: begin writing okay um, will we be seeing Lucy, Carol, or Maggie in the future
1: uh Maggie, for sure
0: okay. um, and I love all these people, so that's why I'm right I understand. two people I, and I, the and doggy, and so
1: you know you're you're a man of great taste
0: <laughs> uh,
1: Maggie for sure um she'll, you know, K9 Maggie and uh, Scott James will be back in a, in another book <coughs> not on the super near term uh because I got a couple other books that I'm I want to work uh write before gotcha. uh Carol Starkey no comment at this time.
0: Oh, okay. And uh
1: Lucy <laughs> Chenier, yes, you're going to see her again as part of the, you know, with in
0: in in the Elvis called novel yeah um, I'm worried you're going to get her married off to somebody else and you're going to make me very angry <laughs> <laughs> well
1: I'm not going to tell you how you're going to see her what role she's going to play but uh, you, she will be returning Not it's not in this book she's not in this book right but likely in the next book there
0: will be uh, some Lucy Cheniere okay cool all right well I'm glad to hear that um, where can people find you online uh
1: Facebook, um, uh, whatever that address is, www.facebook.com, slant, The Real Robert Crace, and also on Instagram, I can be found at, uh, at Robert RobertCrace.
0: All right, well, fantastic. Um, it has been a thrill chatting with you today, Bob. And uh, everyone, go out and get A Dangerous Man wherever books are sold. Thanks again.
1: Uh, th- thanks a lot, Jeff. I appreciate it.